Well, welcome into the League Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Commissioner, and uh, maybe King. I don't know these days. One and two, not a good start to the old year. But um, it is week four of the Dynasty football season, and I'm here with the man who beat me. Don't know why I brought him on. Seems quite dumb to just open <laughs> yourself up for the onslaught that's about to happen. But the Queen City champ himself is here on the pod this week. Zach, um, I had ill will feeling towards you on Sunday. Yeah. Did, was not feeling great. I felt fine about you. You know, I, I had a great Sunday. And uh, let me just crack this in celebration of my victory. Mm. Cheers, buddy. And well, Topo Chico, eh? Yeah, absolutely. So I think... I think you shouldn't be discouraged by being one and two because all we've played are division mates so far, and we have by far the hardest division in this league. So now we're going through the rest of the plebs, and um, I think we're all going to kind of go on some winning streaks here. I fully expect to go on a winning streak, but I was uh, not feeling great. You know, um, it just, I had some hope there. I tried to stay positive, encouraging K Love. That's my motto for the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even with the Steelers, I'm trying to be trying to be positive these days instead of being negative. You put up 169 points. You cannot get mad at that. But when you come at the King, you have to come a bit stronger. Okay, that's that's a lesson you learned. It's a it's a message for the rest of the league. And if you're not putting up 190, you couldn't beat me. I think that's the only way you beat me. You know, it, it, like for you to have a four touchdown game from, you know, Mr. Mostert himself. It's like good God. Yeah. You know, but that's what you need. That's what you need to beat both of us. You, you got to come out yeah. hot like that. Or, you know, I, I still think the worst week I'm going to have is week one when I play. I think 130 points is going to be the worst week I have probably all season long. Yeah. I feel like my team still isn't even playing to its level. It's not. It, it's really You know, not. I had Barkley out. I had Waddle out. And I still put up a buck 70. I mean, yeah. I, I had no Eckler and still put up 190. So. That's an. I mean, that is still an unbelievable. Every time I thought there was going to be some hope, Kenneth Walker put two touchdowns. <laughs> Mostert put, you know, like little yeah. inklings where I was starting to get some momentum. I said, "Oh, this this, this could be a game." Yeah, I, I think your team is going to be perfectly fine. I think you're going to be in that 150, 170 range every week from here on out, and uh, I think it's going to be tough to beat you unless you're putting up those 180s kind of thing. But hey, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be me. So I'll I'll do it again. We'll see you in the end of the year. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. Because, you know, I think you're going to come out hot. But Mostert always finds a way to get injured. You know, just he's had two. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into we'll, that later. We'll get into but, this later. But he is doing pretty well right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so, you know, that was a joyful weekend. I also feel like um, someone in this league had a worst, <laughs> a worst kind of week than I did. Okay, yeah, I I wouldn't want to have any sort of week like this. Absolute stage, did Cody? We apologize for what is about to transpire. <laughs> Let's start with the Iowa game. Did you watch the Iowa game? I, I watch a little bit of it. All I know is I won money thanks to Penn State. I blindly put it on there because I knew Iowa shit and I knew they wouldn't be able to score. So I uh, I hammered the Penn State spread. I could not believe. I mean, they had 360-some yards of punt net yards or something ridiculous like that. 
They didn't get a first down for, I mean, they had a first down in the first or second drive, and they didn't get it again to the fourth quarter. And it was just the same thing over and over again. And at that point, Dustin, I would love to know, he was at the game. I would love to know when he left the game, if he left. Because if he stood in the rain watching that, yeah, in enemy I mean, territory, mad res- in Happy Valley, getting your ass kicked as a fan of the oh. team? No, thanks, dude. No, I mean, that team is so bad. I mean, they have a worse offense than the Steelers, which is That's, saying something. It is saying something. I, um, yeah, I, I didn't watch that game because I wouldn't want to put myself through having to watch, you know, half the possession being in Iowa's hands. Um, but I, I just, I love to see Cody get taken down another notch. Well, Cody, not only you get taken down in the NCAA, not but... one, but two. <laughs> Seventy points <laughs> on the Broncos. Zach, your initial thoughts on just um, that entire football game? Yeah, I read something actually this afternoon that said the Miami like team captains, I don't know who their captains are, I'm assuming some are on defense, told Mike McDaniel not to kick the field goal that would put them over the record of 72 for most points in history to like have like a bit of respect. So, you know, you're an older brother, I'm an older brother. When you're kind of like like stomping on your siblings a little too much and your parents are like, okay, let's let's put an end to this. Like this isn't play fighting anymore. Like no one's having a good time. That's what Miami, as the older brother, had to do. Is like, okay, I'm stomping you a bit too hard. I'm going to let up now. Yeah. They could have put up 88 and not even thought about it. It's really bad when you do try to put in the backups, and then the backups just keep scoring. At that point, it's like you can't even, you know, like you can't even talk smack because Mike's like, dude, I put in the backup. I put a freaking Mike White. Mm-hmm. And he's throwing touchdown passes at the wazoo. Yeah. Um. Just an unbelievable football game. I, If I'm there, I would have definitely put the record up. I mean, the uh, record was 72. They had the field goal at the end. To, to kneel it there, I mean, it's, it's a so dagger. Sad. I, I would have I wanted to have gotten the record. You know, like when when are you ever going to have that again? The, a football podcast, but a lot of times this happened in basketball. Like it happens to Steph Curry all the time where he's got like 60 through three quarters. And then like Steve Kerr sits him for the first seven minutes of the fourth. It's like, f- fuck it. Just let him go in and let him. We want to see records. We want to see things get it's taken entertainment, down. baby. If it's there, yeah, it's entertainment. If it's there for the taking, you got to go for it. Yeah. In the 50s, you're like, all right, sit him. But then when you start getting the 70s, you're like, well, I think we should Ta-da! score a few more points here. <laughs> you know, there's a little spectrum. <laughs> you got past the spectrum, and now you're like, well, we should maybe score again. Yeah. All, um, all in good fun, but at the detriment of Cody. <laughs> hey, Cody, your football I- teams stink. They stunk for the last two years. It's a miserable experience. And I, I, I feel bad. Wow. That's I feel like they I feel like they took their the poor boy's soul in two days. Mm. Like you can't even watch like you can't even have fun watching it anymore. If the right? Broncos lose to Justin Fields and the Bears this weekend, it should be hire oh. everyone. You know, let the whole team go. Everybody but Sertan is on waivers. I mean, they have to burn that city down if they lose to Chicago. I don't know how anybody's going to watch that football game, but who, who does Iowa play this weekend? Um, I have no idea. Um, Michigan State in Iowa. Ooh, Michigan State's got their—they're uh, going to fire their coach, and 
hey, they're going to sexually assault each other and then sexually assault Iowa. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't deserve this, Cody. You don't deserve it. I believe in you, bud. Sorry. Sorry about it. All right. So, um, Zach, we came on here. It's Dynasty Week 4 now. We thought we'd take the opportunity to go through a position group, specifically the running back position, and just have a nice old fun conversation about the top 12s. Um, how they've done this year, there's going to be some surprises, some interesting names. Mm-hmm. Devin A. Chain is in here because of one game alone. Yep. You, that's an asterisk, but such is life. It'll be a good conversation. And then uh, we'll, st- we'll talk about some dynasty news. So I'll read off the 12, and then we'll kind of go down each one, talk about it, be about it. Let's yep. go. Okay. Number one. Raheem Mostert is our number one overall. Have you looked at these, by the way? Uh, just just when you sent it. Just now, ago. okay. Yeah. I was going to maybe test you to feel it out, but such is life. Oh. I'll read them all. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. No surprise there. Number three, Kenneth Walker. The Ken Walker, I believe. Number four, Tony Pollard. Number five, Kyron Williams. Interesting name. Number six, Devon Achan. I think he tweeted that out. His name Thanks, was Achan. I think he tweeted out. I'm pretty sure it's Achan now. We'll look that up. Yep. Bijan Robinson comes in at seven. James Connors eight. Brian Robinson is nine. Etn is ten. Jerome Ford is eleven, and James Cook rounds out twelve. Hmm. So let's start at the top. Raheem Mostert, your boy. Yep. Got to be excited, right? But I think the real question is: Is this something that's going to sustain itself? Can Moster sustain this run that he's on? I mean, so he's 31 years old. Did I ever dream about getting this kind of production out of a 31-year-old, you know, career kind of starter, kind of backup guy? No. Has he always been talented and just incredibly quick and explosive? Yes. Is he on the best offense in football? Yes. Raheem Mostert will go where Raheem Mostert allows himself to go. I think he can. What on earth does that mean? It means if he doesn't break (laughs) down like a 1993, you know, fucking Pontiac, um, we are going to be looking at a guy (laughs) who stays top 10 all year because those goal line opportunities, you know, he's kind of proven himself as the head guy there. I know we mentioned Devon, you know, to be determined on his last name, is in this top 10, but I think Moster has established kind of the rapport needed to kind of take this role as the lead guy for the rest of the season. So as long as he stays healthy, I think we're going to be seeing him have kind of these top 10 weeks. You worried that uh, Achan, A-Chain, whatever you want to call him, because of the game he had is going to eat into that a little bit? Any any worry there or no? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. They got to start getting involved. I mean, he is explosive, but also I think most of it's more of a, like a downhill runner. And I think their offense, you know, with those kind of wide receiver crossers and different plays they can run, it kind of opens itself up to a downhill runner. So I think HN can get involved in the receiving game a little bit. But I think goal line opportunities and, you know, good for 15 rushes a game, I think most of will still be there. Yeah, I think you're right. That offense is just so explosive. You want every Miami Dolphin you can literally get your hands on. Yeah. I mean, it don't, don't matter his name. Put him on, put him in, get him yeah. in, trade for him. Speaking of trades... Because you're most and I think this is an interesting com- or an interesting question from a dynasty outlook. What would you actually move him for? I know you're the contender, so you you would you would not do that. But say you're in a different dynasty league. Yeah. What do you think it would take? 
So if I'm selling him to a contender in a position I'm not in a contender, I think I would try to capitalize. I think I'd go for like, I would shoot for a second right now, right? He's got to sell out like that. What's that? I I feel like that's a little low. I see. I don't. Think I know so. he's 31. That's why it's an interesting question. You know, it's like, yeah, in Dynasty, you're you're renting him for the year. Right now, I mean, I feel like, I feel like within Dynasty on the off season, the market's very different. Definitely. And then when you're in season, it feels a lot more like redraft league. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. Like, this is the guy he's playing. Let's yeah. trade him for the next six months and I'll pay whatever it takes. You know? Yeah. I-, I could see someone getting a first for Mostert, being the number one overall guy. I just put up 40 some points, but he's 31. You got A Chan's emergence. You got Jeff Wilson coming back off of IR. And I think the offense is going to be good all year. I don't think I would ever dream to pay a first for Mostert, but I think I'd probably, if I was a contender and I didn't have Mostert, I'd throw a second out for him. So I think what it would take to get it done is second and some juice. Okay, yeah, if you offered me second a second and some juice. backup, I would do that, yeah. Yeah, second and a little If Eric cherry on top. Done, I, would, I would think about it, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm secretly hoping that he uh, blows a tire. Yeah. I was looking at his career, uh, there's been two times in his, this is his ninth NFL football season. He has made it 16 games two times. Mm. So now those two came in 2022 last year. And then in 2019, <laughs> some of the years he's played one game, others it's around that eight, nine mark. So I'm hoping that what this turns into is that Zach came out hot flying. Mm. The weather's nice. Everything's great. By the time playoffs stuff rolls around, boy's going to be on a, on a cart. Ice in his knees like you and me after we uh, go on a hike yeah, or something I, like I, that. So. I wish I could say there's no chance of that, but there definitely is a chance of that given his history. So we'll see. I know I'm just going to ride him until Eckler comes back as my top guy. And uh, we'll just pray we can get a little more out of him. We'll, we'll squeeze him like a rag for all the juice he's got in his career. We'll see what happens. Number two is Christian McCaffrey. Obviously another stout dude. 49ers yeah. offense. I mean, a lot of things that were said in the offseason in this group chat of ours was Brock Purdy is trash. Yeah. But he's got the boys rolling. I don't think there's too much to add on Christian McCaffrey. Same old, same old. Yep. Just too yeah. good. I agree. He's he's Mr. Consistent. You know, he's gonna get those twenty points a game. He's gonna be involved. He's a head he's the top guy there. They haven't really gotten Mitchell kind of involved uh so early in the season, which has been a bit surprising. I would expect to see a little more like 50-50 balance out of them, like a timeshare kind of thing, just trying to keep McCaffrey healthy for the long term. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's even at 50% of the, the rushing share, he's still worth every cent. Yeah, he's taking, uh, what, 61% of the rushing attempts right now, 79% of the snaps. So that's pretty high considering everyone on this list right now, to be quite honest with you. So, yeah. Interesting little uh, tidbit there. The only guy that actually has higher snap rate is Kyron Williams. He's wow. at 86% of the snaps, and that's probably because there's literally, you know, Cam Akers was the guy behind him, and he's, there's, I don't even know the guy behind Kyron. So that's Christian McCaffrey. He's the easy one to talk about. Kenneth Walker, your boy again, which is why you're freaking 3 0 right now, because you got two, <laughs> two of the top three. Um, <clears throat> monster week this week. The guy seemed explosive. Kind of a similar conversation with um, Charbonnet behind him. He had a good game, too. Yeah, those heels could steal the snaps. But uh, your thoughts on your boy Kenneth Walker? 
to start the season. Yeah. You got to be pretty pumped. Stealing from Freddie once again, using abusing the old men. That's what you're known for, Zach. He traded me Justin Fields, so obviously I was I wasn't the only <laughs> I wasn't the only victim. Um, you, each, you each became victims in that trade. Yeah, that was a lose lose. So I love Kenneth Walker, and I could sit here and say he's best running back. You know, he's you know 22 years old. He's going to be like this for five years. I'm a little concerned about his rush per attempts so far this season. He has the touchdowns, but it's kind of bolstering like an otherwise relatively subpar performance. And like you said, last week was the first week Charbonnet kind of got involved. If that becomes more of a 50-50 thing and those touchdowns aren't, you know, at least one per week, I don't know how great Walker's going to be. So I feel like this is a bit inflated right now and I have a little bit of concern, but I do still think he's the top guy on that team. I think he's better than Charbonnet straight up. I think he's the more reliable goal line back. Charbonnet had an opportunity from like the two, I think it was last week, um, but didn't get there. And so I'm hoping I'm hoping I can rely on, you know, a touchdown game. Yeah, I'm, I'm more worried about Cheedy PD than I am Kenneth Walker, just because he seems to like to get those guys involved, hence drafting the dude in the second round. Yeah, Charbonnet's t- or Charbonnet. Uh, Kenneth's taken seventy eight percent of the snaps inside the five. So yeah, that's great. Keep that up. is what you want if on you a want good to score offense. The yeah. touchdowns on a d- above average offense. Yeah, once they get JSN going, they'll be fine. Yeah, that's an interesting conversation. It is for a number day. He has not pretty much done anything. They're not running three wide receivers as much. No, which is an interesting kind of tidbit there, but. Kenneth Walker, I mean, all these guys are so good. What do you think his value is from like a pick standpoint? What would you even move a guy like Kenneth Walker? Oh, boy. Um, If I didn't have Kenneth Walker and I wanted to go get him, he's 22, currently the third RB on the season. I think you're paying – I think you're probably paying two firsts, right? He's young. He's still in his rookie deal. He's on the team. Um, I think you're, I think you're probably looking at at least two firsts or a first and like a middle, you know, a first and I'm just looking at the list here. First and James Cook, you know, I'd probably look at something like that. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's what you got him for is two firsts. You got fields on top of that too. So just, (laughs) no, I I just got kind of, it's just, it's just abusive, but neither here nor there. My boy rolling into fourth place, Tony Pollard. I'll take this one here. Very yeah. excited about Tony. A lot of people said they were worried about just the amount of snaps that he could get, if he's going to hold up, blah, 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 blah. Other than Dallas's terrible, terrible game against the Cardinals, which I think typical Steelers game right there. You know, you just come out, you think you're going to win. You yep. you just lay an egg. Interesting for the first overall pick. Um, but I think he's, you know, he's got 71% of the snaps. He's getting targets. Guy seems explosive. I'm a little bit worried about um, maybe it was just the trend this game. I feel like watching the game, I needed Pollard to score a touchdown. And every time he got them within the five, yeah, they'd freaking put in um, that one guy who stole his uh, touchdown. D- yeah, yeah, Dowell or something like that. Yeah. That was what, that, maybe it was just the game script where he was just, they were just feeding this boy and he'd get him all the way down and they'd take him out because he was tired. Yeah. And I'm like, freaking heck, man. Like, I need some touchdowns here because I'm down 40 points. Because Mostert's put up, you know, twenty. <laughs> so I, I let me let me just say, I think Tony Pollard. I know he's had he's the fourth running back so far on the season. I think he's kind of like had a quiet. I think he's been more quiet than expected. He hasn't had that pop game. 
I know he had a hundred. Hasn't had a big explosive play yet, which is he what he's has, missing. Which is shocking. I don't know if they're utilizing him in the wrong way or what, but well, you know, 23 to... for 122, 25 for 72. Like he hasn't been there and he only has like 48 receiving yards on the year. Like that, I feel like him being fourth is shocking because of how quiet it's seemed, like the narrative has seemed around him. Um, I would expect him to jump up this list once they kind of get a bit more rolling. Yeah, I mean, that could have been a game script, like the Giants game. Yeah. You're just beating them so fast, so early. The Jets have a um, stout defense and then Arizona. Yeah, Jets have the stout defense, and they just kind of laid an egg against Arizona. So maybe it's a little grain game script. Yeah. Maybe it's just a little bit of kind of what has the happened. He's I... up here is great because he has not been awesome so far, and I think the fact that he's still fourth on the season just leads – uh, it's going to be big things, I think. All right, let's get to these next two guys, speed it up a little bit. We'll, we'll group two of them together because they're kind of interesting. Uh, Kyron Williams is five and A-Chain is six. Kyron's got to be a surprise. I mean, I didn't even... I thought that guy was dead for the water. Yeah. Honestly. I don't, I don't even know who has him, to be genuinely honest with you, in our league. I, I have no idea. That's actually... Hold on, let me look. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've never even seen him trying to trade for him i've, I've uh, never thought about i knew this guy played at notre dame but it was just like yeah colin fifth round pick oh colin's got him okay colin okay i mean this can't be sustainable but i mean oh. he's the oh. only guy so it has to be yeah volume is king i mean he's he's a 23 year old guy he's got one year in the league I mean, I think this did come out of nowhere. I still think Akers was the guy going into the season. I think that was probably for a reason. I don't know what this guy brings to the table that Akers didn't. Um, but if you're going to feed somebody that many attempts per game, then they're going to capitalize. And he's looked great. I wouldn't expect him to kind of sit here at the end of the season. But, uh, hey, ride the train while you got it. Yeah, him and uh, I guess would you rather have him or A-Chain? A-Chain, for sure. On a more explosive offense, kind of more opportunities to get him involved in like the passing game. Um, you, th- you thinking that from a dynasty perspective or this year? Yeah. Oh, uh, dynasty. I guess this year, Williams, because they're not going to bring in anybody else on that terrible team. Uh, if they're going to just ride this guy until his legs fall off, I'd probably have Williams for this year, but A-Chain long-term for sure. Yeah, I agree with you there. Your pops has got A-Chain, right? He does. Better start praying for a knee injury there, Stevie. Wow. That's what we both need, you know? Wow. That's what I, that's what I need. That's what Stevie needs. Only good things can happen. Great to Mitch. Yeah, you know, I'm a little bit salty, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Kyron is very interesting. I don't even know how how you'd even price that in. Man, I don't know how you'd you'd have... He's a hold. He's a total hold. Or you think he's a sell. If you're calling right now, you selling him or are you holding him? He's a a tanking team. Is this a guy you trust moving forward or or do you pull out now? I'd probably pull out now, to be fair. I mean, if, if Colin is a tanking team and this is the peak of Kyron Williams' value and you've got the rest of the season, you can sell him on the rest of the season, I'd sell him to a contender for probably yeah, probably a second. You know, I, I'd probably look to bail early because this value was nothing and it may be nothing after this year. I don't know. I'd take the opposite approach. I'd hold a little bit. I feel like that value could just... You know, the more the more you hold on, the more that value can go up. I, I'd imagine people kind I, of forget just, that. You, you puts together a whole year. You're like, yeah, I'll toss a first for him in the off season. Oh, Eric man. would pay that in a heartbeat. If he if he did what he's doing now for a whole season, you'd still go pay a first for him. 
No, I said Eric would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any first. <laughs> no. I got none. I mean, none. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If you think uh if you think he can if he plays it well enough and they trust him to kind of continue if he's got a spot. I think the fifth round scares me anytime a running back is not in the first three rounds. Yeah. Comes a day three pick. It scares me. I also just want to shout out that Eric said A Chain was one of the worst running backs ever. Wouldn't touch him with a you know, five foot stick. And uh here he is talking to Tan. Eric's explosive. as useful as crayons on a piece of paper. I mean JSN, you know, isn't doing swinging and a miss, swinging and a miss. A chain, like Freddie. Al- what was our third baseman? Freddie, Pedro Alvarez. Guy more- no, the third baseman. Oh, got yeah. traded the Cubs. The guy struck out more than I did in Little League. It was either a strikeout or a home run. Dude sucks. All right. Uh, number seven list. No, what do they was- Yeah, seven. Bijan. Easy conversation. Falcons suck, but guy's explosive. Yeah. Anything Falcons further? They run the balls 85% of their plays, except last week against Detroit. I don't know what they were doing there. Um, Algier was a bit of a worry earlier in the season, but it seems like Bijan's going to kind of take over a little more. But they just got to feed that guy, and he'll make something happen. Uh, the fact that he's seventh says something, because he'll, he'll definitely jump up once he has some boom games, because he's just been kind of more consistent so far. Yeah, if Algier steals a little bit the first few games, it's probably why he's at seven, not a little bit higher. Yeah. He's an easy one to talk about. Next guy is a very interesting conversation. Well, I mean, a lot of old geezers here making their way up, which I think is an interesting conversation for running back dynasty is like, you could get these guys in the offseason for bags. Yeah. Like James Conner. I mean, he's consistently up here. The guy was always injured with the Steelers. And ever since he's left, the guy he's just Mr. Consistent. Yeah. They feed him. They feed him. That's what it is. It's the same thing with Kyron is that they just they give him the volume and, and he turns it into something. And Arizona's looked a little better than expected kind of as a team early in the season. Uh, but from a dynasty's perspective, I mean, w- would you rather have would you rather have Connor or Mostert in dynasty? I mean, I, I think you have to take Mostert because the what he's done the first few games and you just think at some point, the wheels have got to fall off or there's going to be a turn in Arizona where, like, you know, the the new guard comes in kind of thing, which could steal away. But, man, he could – he's one of those guys. I don't know I don't know his exact age right now. I think he's 28. I mean, that is – that's up there too. But maybe he's like a Mostert guy where he just is kind of consistent, plays for a long time, and, um, you know, he doesn't have the upside, but I guess – at that point, you, you'd kind of think through, like, all right, do I need longevity? Do I need a few years? But he's a great buy-low guy that just kind of goes through the through the weeds. He's overlooked. Yeah, he's not he's not sexy. You know, there's nothing – no one's ever, like, pumped up in the group chat that they just bought James Conner. You oh, know, that's, that doesn't, God, get the, no. doesn't get the people going. No, none of the boys are, uh, you know, hitting you in the side saying, look at that chica. Yeah. Yeah. He does, though. I'll give you a sexy stat. He's got 100% of the snaps inside the five. Basically, every time they rush the ball, they're just – no one else gets it. No Dobbs. Is that that's quarterback's name, Dobbs? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So he's interesting. We'll see how Arizona continues to play. I have to imagine that they're just not going to win many games. Like If they start getting behind, that, that could possibly go down. I don't know who they've – played sometimes it's hard to keep it all track 
But, uh, you know, we're analysts here. We'll figure it out. Next guy, Brian Robinson. He was actually traded, finds himself on the commanders. Seemingly, Gibson is nowhere to be found. He's, I mean, ever since that game in Thanksgiving where he had three touchdowns against the Cowboys, he's nowhere to be found. So yeah, you have to be excited yeah. with the guy who's been shot, Brian Robinson. Is he a buy-sell candidate? I, I'm actually surprised to see him on this list because him, like Pollard, like I don't feel like he's been in the news like as a, having pop games, um, but it kind of goes to show the consistency. I think Washington's kind of a sneaky good team overall. I like Howell. I like what they kind of got going over there, but um, I'll have to call him this week. Yeah, I I just don't believe in Robinson's talent. I don't know what it is. I'm just not buying him. I still think Gibson's the better back of the two. I don't know why they hate him so much. Yeah, he has the occasional fumble, but he's definitely more explosive. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to look. I don't anticipate Robinson being here end of season, but also I didn't anticipate him being here now. So we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'd be jealous personally. I, I think he's young. I think you could probably flip him for an, a late first, maybe like a high second. If I'm if I'm not a good team and I'm looking to sell him to contender, I would 100% take that. Really? I think he's the guy long term. I think Rivera's out after this year. I think they're going to bring a new regime, and with new regimes comes people who have their own opinions, you know. And I think you can go from somebody who's young and, and promising to uh, getting shot in the leg or getting <laughs> shot in a career real quick. All right, let's quickly move past these last three guys. Etn, any thoughts on him coming in so, at ten? Yeah, Jackson pretty much where we expected him to be. Not super yeah. high, but an RB one. I think you can even go up. You know, Jacksonville hasn't gotten rolling as a team yet. I think uh, I think he's got a chance to kind of jump a few of these guys. Jerome Ford comes in because of uh, obviously the injury. What do you? What, what's your outlook? I mean, obviously I have him, so my outlook is biased. But full season. I mean, he's, he's got to be a start guy. Played against the Tennessee Titans, put up two touchdowns. I didn't expect him to do much. Honestly, I was that was the biggest piece I was worried about playing you this week because that run defense is, is the only thing that they have run in Tennessee. He put up like 40 yards on the ground. It was abysmal, but he got away with the two touchdowns, and so you're kind of excited about that. Yeah. Played well against the Steelers. Yeah. Seems like they trust him. I'm, I'm not worried about Kareem Hunt in the slightest because they cut him, maybe for monetary reasons, obviously, of like, need the cat space you get him back at a cheaper rate but they seem to trust Ford over him so if he's if if he's already beat him out once yeah you expect it to continue Ford's Ford's 100% the guy there and it's kind of like James Conner he's getting the volume and when they score he'll get those touchdowns that they I think they will come and you know Kareem Hunt's already missing practice because of injuries he's he's very super old super washed I don't think there's any threat to Jerome Ford I think rest of season I think he's going to be great should I sell him to Sabre for all he's worth? Absolutely. It's not like he's going to hold the value after this year. If Sabre's, if Sabre's coming on his on his knees saying, please help me, you know, please, daddy. Um, he does that often. Yeah, no, no. That's that's my impression of Sabre's real voice. And, uh, it's yeah, spot I, on, you know? You know? <laughs> Kick his knees out before the guy gets married in a week and hey, a half. Got to humble him a little bit. <laughs> Marriage will do that to you real fast. Oh, here we go. All right, last there it is. Here we go. These yinglings go down well. Last two or last one, James Cook. I really, really, really like James Cook. Um, I know he doesn't 
What's happening? I, I do too. I don't know what it is. I fucking love him. Do you? Yeah, I, I do too. I've, I've, uh, you know, I'll throw my cards in here because, you know, I'm a great commissioner. I have tried uh, from Freddie, but it is not. Yep. It's probably getting too many people asking about it. But he seems to just have all the work, um, catching a lot of passes. I mean, he's got 18% targets per route run, which is pretty high considering look at these other guys. Yep. Um, inside the five is not great. That's where he gets killed is he's at 11%. <laughs> so, I mean, from that standpoint, it's like Allen and he is just too much a runner inside the five, too big. Yeah. So he's going to take all the touchdowns. So it's hard. It's hard, like that ceiling for him, even though I really like him. I don't know if he, if he's ever going to be able to punch through that, especially when it starts getting colder out. And, you know, uh, that's my uh, only thing. He just I does totally not agree. get the work inside the five where it matters. The pay dirt, he's at 11%. He's the worst one out of all these guys. I mean, I don't think anyone... Oh, actually, ETN is 0%. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, that's, I don't know about that one, but that's... Yeah, uh, I mean, Buffalo's, I utilizing, Buffalo's also utilizing uh, Latavius Murray still and Damian Harris. as oh, kind of so cool gross. Run. It's so gross. I, I, James Cook, you're right. I 100% agree with what you said. He'll never kind of punch through to be like that top five kind of guy, but he's he's good for, you know, 80 yards and, and three receptions a game every single game, and he'll probably end up exactly where he is now. Gosh. I mean, what a freaking segment. <laughs> so I didn't wake up saying there. Yeah, we're good. Freaking analyst. Jeremy calls himself an analyst, and we just got in here and dropped some knowledge. Boom. That's our 12 top 12 overview. Some surprising names not on that list. Saquon Barkley doesn't make that list. Joe Mixon doesn't make that list. Jameer Vermont. Gibbs. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Dude, <clears throat> Sorry. Um, he, sky's the limit for that boy. Ramonde Stevenson. Yikes. Derek Henry. I mean, he's seen. Um, there's just some really interesting names as you work down here. Uh, obviously, Eckler because he's hurt. Javante is nowhere near it. Can, can we talk about Henry real quick? Yeah, go for it. What? What? So Tajay Spears has gotten like 50%, even more last week at snaps than Derrick Henry. I think in a redraft league, I think Derrick Henry's a buy because of what he can bring to the table. But in Dynasty, is he dead? What would you, what would you as a contender go pay for Derrick Henry right now? I'm looking at his rates right now. Uh, he's getting 54% of the snaps. Tajay's getting 48% of the snaps. Rushing attempts, though, he's still getting 72% of the attempts. Spears is getting 21. So it seems as if what's happening is that on the long, the long down and distance, they're putting Spears on the field, and he's getting catches out of the backfield. So they're 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 not they're not getting into their rhythm where they're, you know, third and short. Where they probably were in the past because Henry was just running the ball. So their their offense is so bad that Henry maybe gets a attempt and then they find themselves in third and long and then you're kind of screwed. So <clears throat> you'd have to think that this would be if you're even in a contender that this would be a maybe a buy low opportunity in the hopes that you could get him for bag you know pennies on the dollar yeah. and maybe he kind of opens it up. Right? I mean, I feel like that's the that that's what you'd be hoping for if you're going to buy him, but it seems as if, and I don't even want to say it, but the end may be near. I know the inevitable. You know he's built like a truck. You think he's never going to fall off just because of his size, and he's indestructible. But 
Uh, he's never had backup competition that seems to be as this capable. And, you know, maybe he's lost a step. I mean, he's, what, 29 or 30? Um, it's, Derek it's, is 30. Yeah. It's, I mean, he has, he's been playing with, with, you know, he's been playing with the time for a while and, yeah. and outperforming that. I'm not mad that Sabre has never moved him and he's going to die with him on his team. Yeah. You got to die with your guys, man. Like Austin Eckler. Ride him, baby. Just yeah. ride him. All right. That's our conversation with the running backs. I hope to do these for some of the other position groups throughout the year. Check in wide receivers, has some conversation, not only for the league of like some real awesome analysts, football talk, but it's fun for us to get on here and shoot the old shit, so to speak, drink a beer and talk about some players. Shifting over now. We got a few minutes left in the podcast before this Thursday night game starts. Dynasty news. A um, few things that we want to talk about. First is a little bit of commissioner's corner here. <clears throat> it's like when the king comes to town, they blow the it's trumpet. It's like when Bear- Gary Bettman gets on stage and everybody just goes, <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm, I'm a good commissioner. Um, the best, they say. Tanking rules. Okay, we had a little bit of a situation. I had to change the lineup. Happy because old boy was at church this weekend with us. Um, but I want to just say, if you're a listener out there and you are tanking, you have to be really careful. Tanking is a good strategy. It's a strategy that is needed in the Dynasty League. You, when you're bad, you you better sell. The worst thing you could be is middle of the road. So I'd rather be bad than middle of the road in the Dynasty League. So you can tank, but... We will be watching your rosters. You have to play the best possible roster you can play. There is a limit there where you can get creative if you have options. But we all kind of know if you're uh, you know, leaving some guys on the bench that should play, like Keenan Allen putting up 40 points that Dasher somehow didn't want to start this week instead of Hunter Renfro. Seemed egregious. I agreed. We switched her up. And then he won. So interesting kind of thing there. You can tank if you want to tank. It's all you. Sell your players. You just can't bench them. Sound good? Fair? Too easy. Other Dynasty news. You said you had a thought about this. Kittle was traded by Dustin to Cody for a second. Backup tight end for a second round pick. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. So I think because it's it's your second round pick. Right, so it's going to be a late second rounder. So I actually think Cody got really good. Yeah, value. it's going to be the, it's going to be the last pick. Yeah, the second well, round might as well be a third. Second to last pick is going to be two eleven. But the problem is why two twelve. Colin Colin could have it was Colin right or was it uh, Lawn Darts? Dustin Lawn Darts. It was oh, okay. It was Dustin. Dustin could have gotten more. He should have shopped them around a little bit. A low second is fucking so cheap. And 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 for for Cody, you know, it's his second tight end. He's got Hawkinson. He's like trying to run the poor man's version of the Kelsey Andrews thing I've been running for years. I mean, he just wants to take after me. The guy comes in second place every single time. I mean, he comes in second. He cannot get on top of things, so he's switching up strategy. He got a good deal here, but I don't know why he did it. I think they both just felt so bad for themselves about watching football this weekend that they had to do something to make themselves feel better. And this was it. Everybody needs that tickle. Everyone needs the tickle. All right, last thing we want to talk about, divisions overview. Um, Obviously, we have our three division leaders. This is the end of our division gauntlet. You, which pains me to say this, this should have been me. 
you are currently in the lead for Division One at three and zero. Congratulations! Thank you. Sabers in the lead for Division Two. Jeremy, with a comeback win on Monday Night Football, goes three and zero and is currently leading Division Three. None of those seems like shocks to me, except for Zach. <clears throat> it's not a shock <laughs> by your team, but it's a shock to me. We'll see how those end up, but it's interesting because we are now through the division games. These games will be important, especially for you newbies coming into the league. Your win-loss ratio against said players does matter to seeding. It will not be updated in the Sleeper app, but I will update it by the end of the year and communicate that as it gets closer. Those games do matter for playoff spots. They do matter for seeding, and it is not reflected in the Sleeper app because that is not an option, but we make an option. Head-to-head matchups do matter. So you get a chance to come back at the end of the year and maybe tie it up. If you say do end up one and one like me and Zach will by the end of the year, the next <laughs> thing that it goes to is points four or yeah, points four. How many, however many points you put up will be the tiebreaker and no one will ever tie with that. And, um, so that's kind of where we'll end up. And I'm just going to make a note that uh, if you look at our points four across our division, we're looking at 504, 458, 459. Saber is the only person out of the three of us, me, you, Cody, that has over 400 points. And if you look at points against, we all four of us, including Dustin, have over 400 points scored against. The only other person, and Freddie has 400 exactly scored against him. Nobody else is in the 400 range. This division is a gauntlet. Uh, and that's exactly what I wanted when I joined that division with the last second to last pick. I wanted to be in your division. I wanted there, to win against the best. There is break between us and everybody else. Saber's the only other person with 400 points, and I've got 500 already. Yeah. There's a massive tear break. Jeremy is a mirage, just like the 11-0 Steelers or the uh, Minnesota Vikings of last year. Jeremy has a league low 333 points scored against him. That's 111 per week over three weeks. 111 points. Oh, he's playing the old geezers. He's playing the geezers and uh, slaying them, getting the points. When he comes in, when he comes to uh, play us, we'll put him in his place. Jeez. Speaking of Jeremy, we'll uh, sound the alarm, sound the old game of the week music. Doesn't it sound great? <laughs> Sounds so good. Oh. It just hits. There's a certain level. It just, it really gets you. Game of the week this week is between Jeremy and Sabre. Two division leaders going up against each other. We're excited for it. If you had to choose who's going to be taking home the dub, Zach, who would you take? Man. Jonathan Taylor's not back yet. Reese Hall's stuck with Zach Wilson. I still think I like Jeremy this week. I think I think Sabres run It's coming Actually, to an I end. That, I take that back. Zach Moss has been balling out. You know, DK Metcalf's due for a big game. Mari Cooper might do well against Baltimore's injured ass secondary. Mike Evans has been balling out. I'm taking Sabre. Ooh, a little bit of a reversal going back and forth. That's not always a good sign. That's probably meaning you stay away from a betting standpoint. I think I also side with Sabre this week. I like Allen against Miami. It feels like that's going to be a little bit of a shootout. I do agree with uh, Zach Moss playing well. That is a ticking time bomb. Brees Hall, I mean, you're just stuck on death at the Jets Hall. I mean, that is the set. To be a Jets fan has to be the saddest existence in the world. I think the only thing that's going to be helping Jeremy out is Tyreek Hill. 
if he scores a billion points like he normally does, and he's got Almond Ross St. Brown, just lights out. But he needs a needs a tough game or needs a big game here on a Thursday night, which we're about to get to. So Zach, let's uh let's close out of here. Let's go watch some football. It's always great to be with you. It's never good to lose to you. I have a friend and a mentor that I talk to and uh, every Monday we had a conversation about why I was so mad. <laughs> and he gave me some psychological insight because he's a therapist of why, I'm, why I felt so angry about a fantasy football game. So I'm doing the hard work. Well, you should, you should keep that therapist on retainer because you can get your ass kicked for a little while. <laughs> I did... Uh, I don't know if I did. I tell you this story. I don't know if I did. I think I told you right before, but I did go to a coffee shop this week with a buddy who is a uh, also a church member who's no longer on staff at a church, and we kind of connected for the first time and talking about life, talking about dynasty football. All of a sudden, and we both put on our sleep wraps and we were talking about our teams, and then this other dude right behind us stands up and says, "You guys play dynasty football?" <laughs> Pulls his coffee, sits down next to us, and we have like a thirty-minute conversation. We've been in a text thread all week about trades, about what to do. So now we're all giving each other insights. And I mean, there are degenerates just like us. There, so boys, you're not alone. There's there's degenerates out there. But we love and appreciate this league. Have a great week four, and we will see you next week when I'm two and two. Good luck. Peace. Peace.